Hey guys, welcome to the Letters of Resignation podcast with me, Erica Carter, as your host. And this episode is episode one, and I'm super excited, super elated to be starting this new journey of just building community and building, yeah, building my own little community of people who are embarking on a new journey. I have a lot to talk about, okay? <laughs> I have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about during these pod classes, as I would like to call them. And so, yes, it's a new journey, y'all. So I'm I'm ready and I'm open and I'm excited to be discussing new topics. However, I do want to start with episode one being, you know, the preliminary, you know, episode, me describing why I name it named the podcast what I named it and what it's about, who am I, you know, all those things. And then I obviously have a topic of, you know, discussion that we're going to get into, but it's all one big conglomerate and I'm really excited. I do want to start off by saying, excuse my voice, y'all. It's never really this scratchy. I promise I have a cute, normal voice, but I'm getting over a flu slash cold or whatever it was. And I just couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to get over it because who knew when it was going to not be scratchy anymore. So here I am. (laughs) But yes, I'm really excited. Okay. Okay. So let's start with the preface. The preface is, first of all, I am, if you didn't read the description of the podcast channel, I am a Christian woman identify as a Christian woman. Therefore, this is a faith-based channel or show. (laughs) And uh, yeah, therefore, we'll be talking about all things the Bible, all things God, all things Jesus, right? Like, it's not just a religion for me. It's literally an identity for me. Like, I breathe, live, think, sleep um, God and wanting to be like Christ. And so his word is very important to me. And that's basically the essence of this channel and obviously the essence of what I'll be representing and what we'll be discussing. So yeah, just want to let that be known. Although we'll be discussing other topics as they come up, you know, I'm not going to act like I don't enjoy other topics like dating or, you know, uh, sports maybe. Who knows? I may discuss any topic I want to because it's my channel or my show. So yeah, but it'll be fun. I promise it'll be fun. So yes, I definitely want to start by saying that. Okay. Okay. So now let's talk about why the show is called Letters of Resignation. Now I'm pretty sure like me, when I thought of the topic, you, or when I thought of the name of the channel, you were thinking of a job, right? Like, okay, yeah, a letter of resignation. You only submit one letter of resignation, right? And that's when you do it for a job. But as I was thinking about it, I wanted to understand what resignation meant. And so when I looked up the definition, it kind of it it permeated a little bit. I was like, okay, wait a minute now. So I'm going to read the definition to you. So the definition of resign 
is to give oneself over without resistance, right? Um, And the second part of the definition is to give up deliberately, especially to renounce something such as a right or position by a formal act. So the second definition is a bit more of what we will be discussing, um, well, the honing into what the, the community is about. It's about renouncing something, right? In every episode, the intent is to submit a letter, a letter of resignation to something very specific, a right or a position. And when I thought about resigning and and giving it up, right, like I thought about putting God in the place or whatever definition it is, we need an antonym for that, right? So we need to find, instead of, like I said, resistance, we need to find a way to begin to learn acceptance. Um, and, And that's in turn what is the point of letters of resignation is to learn how to submit to God and submit to everything that he has for us and who he is. So yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself. So the channel, so the, the podcast network or the podcast channel is basically for us to unbecome who we've known ourselves to be or who life has made us to be, to become who God says we are, right? By in the def, in definition, by His Word, um, and 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 so when I thought about it, it's like you know we live in a culture and a time right now where everyone is basically running their own life, right? Like they're in control of their own destiny, and you know they make all of the decisions, and they're their own Lord and they're their own master. As a Christian, you know the goal is to be like Christ, is to look like Christ, is to be everything God has called us to be. And that looks like submission. That looks like giving up your right to do everything you want to do if it's not in the will of God. And so in a culture of people who are looking to please themselves and to do everything themselves, I'm like, you know, I want to, I want to be pleasing to God, right? Like, so a lot of Christians say that they're Christian, of course, yeah, like salvation set in stone, but have you made him Lord of your life? Have you made him your master? And even listen, look up the definition of Lord, look up the definition of master. I would say even biblically and in like just the Webster definition of it. And you're going to learn here real quick that, you know, like people say they are foodie, I'm a wordy. Okay. (laughs) I love words. I love understanding the definition. I love looking up Greek, Hebrew translations. Okay. Yes. I love all of that. So that's what we'll be doing here as well. (laughs) But yeah, so that's the whole premise and the whole point of the creation of the, the naming of letters of resignation. So that's one part, right? Second part is that I'm literally submitting a letter of resignation to my own job. <laughs> now, now, now. For those who know me, this is probably going to be a little different. Like if you know me or you know of me, this is probably going to be a little different. And well, I don't want to say different, but probably surprising, I guess, because yeah, it's it's definitely different. So let's let's get into now about me and a little bit about my background and who I am. So I have my bachelor's degree in economics and finance, and I have my master's degree, my MBA in management. Uh, Let me rewind and say I'm a first-generation graduate as well. However, my parents had 
taught us very strong work ethic, right? Like choose a career and stick with it. My mother, she chose a career and she stuck with it. Um, She worked two and three jobs and she went to school to try and earn her nursing degree. Um, Unfortunately, she didn't finish, but she stayed within her career field, which is the medical field for over 25 years now. And so she taught me my hardworking skills and qualities that I have right now. My father, he was more of an entrepreneur. And so he was really artistic and he enjoyed music and he enjoyed drawing and creating clothing and things like that. And so, well, artwork, I just said to say drawing, but artwork in general, because he also painted. And so he was more of the artistic entrepreneur one. So he wanted us to chase after our dreams as well. So he gave kind of, when we were younger, he gave us our careers. You know, he told us like, you know, you're going to be this, you're going to be that me and my siblings. And we, we took it for what it was and we were like, okay, but we all, we all didn't, we all didn't quite (laughs) achieve what he said we're going to be, but you know, it was a good gesture. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so those, that's where I come from. I come from a background of, you know, my family having a strong work ethic and it being really essential to my upbringing. Now, when I was about nine years old, I had a dream. And in this dream, I was walking into a high rise building. And while walking into this high rise building, uh, two white men were behind me and they were in suits and I was in a suit as well. And they were walking behind me and it seemed like they were leading me from behind to this office space, which was my office. And it was a big office. And I remember being able to see the skyline, big windows. And I remember seeing my name and I remember being like, whoa, this is my office. And then when I turn around, they hand me a keys to a BMW. And at the time, I mean, I obviously was nine years old. I didn't, I didn't know anything about cars and I definitely didn't know anything about luxury cars, but I remember thinking like, oh my God, this company, these people are giving me a BMW. And so it was really exciting in the dream. And I remember waking up from it, like, you know, telling my dad, like dad, you know, I had a dream, told him the whole dream. And he immediately like, yeah, you're going to be in corporate. Like you're going to be a CEO. And so my dad, he really honed in on those leadership skills that I had, even as he's seen in me as I began to grow up. He honed in on those leadership skills. My mom did the same. She always wanted me to be a leader. Even when I was a teenager, acting up, girl, child. (laughs) I was a teenager, acting up. And she used to be like, you know, you're a leader, you're not a follower. And so my, my family really cultivated that. Now, when I got ready to graduate out of high school, I did become a part of a ministry that I desired to be full time in. The dream that I had when I was nine stuck with me, but honestly, I still kind of just wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to be artistic like my father. So I took up theater and I wanted to go to uh, college for theater. And then I kind of was like, you know, you got to take care of yourself. So I wanted to major in, minor in something that was like history or something that will allow me to be a teacher. Keep that in mind. So I wanted to be a theater major with a minor in history to teach, so theater history. And so, uh, yeah, I ended up not pursuing that dream um, because I wanted to do full-time ministry. But the ministry we were a part of, we ended up leaving. So I didn't do anything relative to college until like very last minute. All of my friends were getting accepted into schools. And at the time it was cool to be accepted into a college. And so I kind of felt left out and I was like, oh my God, I should probably 
go to school. <laughs> so I decided to enroll into a technical school and get my two-year degree and then finish out my four-year degree out of state. And so I did that. Mean And meanwhile, I worked though. I worked in banking and I learned a lot about banking and about finance. Finance was just second nature to me. I understood it. I knew it. I loved it. It clicked. And that's what it was. So I ended up going to school, getting my master's. So I was in my master's program. I was about one year in. And y'all, I had so much anxiety. I had so much anxiety. I think I suffered from like two anxiety attacks. It was so bad. Just the first year. And some people may not think that's extreme, but that was fairly extreme for me because I wasn't, I was an anxious person, but I believed in God. So to me, it was like, why are you having so much anxiety? Like in my own immature brain at that time. So I decided to see a therapist and this therapist, man, she checked me good, y'all. She got me all the way together. But it was it was crazy because it wasn't even a session. It was just a like 30-minute consultation. And so she can't, I, I went and seen her. I'm talking this lady's head off. I told her this was, let me go back. This was in beginning of 2018, probably towards the end of 2017, beginning of 2018. Yeah. And so I went to her for this consultation and I talked this lady head off for like 20 minutes to 25 minutes. And the lady at the end, I'm you know, I'm telling her like, I'm not motivated. I'm in school and I have these dreams and these goals. You know, by that time I was somewhat in my career, I was working for the bank and I ended up like moving up the ladder a bit. Like, and also I was very bold and very zealous about my goal. My goal was to be the CEO of the current corporation I was working for. So when I got the interview, it was like, yeah, I plan on running the place. And they were like, great, you're hired. <laughs> so that's just how it went. Like everyone knew like Erica's going to be a CEO. By the way, everyone knew that Erica was going to be the CEO of this company. So while I went to my consultation, I told her everything. I told her all of that. And I'm like, but I'm just feeling so unmotivated and just anxious. And I don't understand what is going on. And it's weird. Like who goes to see their therapist because see a therapist because they're dealing with a career crisis or whatever. Um, for me, I just figured it was an underlying issue considering there were other things going on and who, and it just doesn't hurt to see a therapist for other reasons. Um, that's a topic for another day. <laughs> so after I said everything I said, she looked at me and she said, you know, I don't think your problem is motivation. She's like, you know, you seem highly motivated. You seem like you have your head on your shoulders and like you're motivated to accomplish your goals. The problem is you're not passionate about what you're doing. Child, that shook me to my core. <laughs> I was shook. Because I'm like, what do you mean I'm not passionate? Like, this is all I know. This is all I've been doing. This is all I pursue. Like, wait, I'm not passionate? But it made so much sense. And so the Holy Spirit reminded me of a sermon that my pastor had preached a couple weeks prior to me seeing her. And, and in his sermon, he says that, um, you know, 
most people live out their life unfulfilled. And that's because they're not in their purpose. And he said, take this chair, for instance. This chair could be doing so many different things, right? It could be, you know, people use it to put something on it. People use it to stand up on. People use it to pick it up and use it as a weapon. He said, but its sole purpose is to be sat in. The creator created it for it to be sat in. And until it's sat in and done in that way continually, it's not fulfilling its purpose. So I thought about like if a chair with no emotion seemingly looks weird, if it's not fulfilling its purpose, imagine a human being who was created by God with all these emotions is not fulfilling its purpose and their calling and their purpose, which was God created them for. Imagine how they would feel. They would feel empty. They would look weird. It would, it would just be strange, right? You're not fulfilled. You're not satisfied. You're going to always be chasing something to feel satisfied, to feel full. And that's what I was doing, you guys. I was chasing a dream that I had created because in my mind, it would fulfill me. Another thing that I held on to was the fact that, you know, people gas my head about being a CEO. Now, I'm a, now let me tell you something. I'm going to keep it real on this on this channel, okay? I'm going to keep it real on this podcast because I don't see it no other way, first of all. And secondly, like, let's be honest, you know, confession is good for the soul. <laughs> I pursued being a CEO the more when I seen how proud it made my parents to tell their friends and my mom to tell her coworkers, yeah, my daughter is in corporate and she's moving up the ladder and she plans on running the company. How her eyes lit up, how my father's eyes lit up when he seen me moving up in leadership roles, right? How my friends and even like the community around me, when people learned what my goal and my dream was, it was like, wow, I enjoyed the affirmation of people's perspective of me. I enjoyed being seemingly lifted up in people's mind because I was going to be somebody. I'm going to let that marinate. I'm going to just let that marinate. <laughs> that was me, y'all, because I was insecure and I dealt with the spirit of rejection. Let's just keep it real. That's a, that's a, that's a podcast for another day. That's a show for another day, okay? So as time progressed, I really had to deal with that. I had to deal with the root of that issue. And it was hard. It was really hard to realize and really hard to let go of because you can realize something without letting go of it. It made, it was, it was a part of my makeup, y'all. Like I was like, yeah, I'm gonna be a CEO. I'm gonna run. I didn't see anything else <sighs> until that rude awakening in 2018. So after realizing that I was not passionate about the things that I was doing. I decided to embark on a purpose journey in the middle of 2018. And the Lord led me on this journey. And he spoke so clear to me through one of my ministers who's like family to me, through one of um, through a minister who's like family to me. And he um it was just so loud. It was so loud. And and I couldn't get away from it. And so I said, you know what? I'm gonna embark on a purpose journey. And realize and, and, and find and allow for the Lord to reveal 
who I am and what he wants me to do. What is my purpose? And y'all, I was a Christian my whole life. Now, there was times where I wasn't. There was a time where I wasn't a Christian. And like I said, that's a podcast for another day. <laughs> Look, y'all, I got so many topics. <laughs> but there was a time where I wasn't. But I was a Christian most of my life. My whole, for most since I can remember. And never in my life had I decided to say, okay, God, who do you say that I am? What is my gift? What is my calling? You know, he'd use people to prophesy to me and to speak clear. He's He spoke clear to me about how much he loved me and, you know, how much he's with me. But, you know, I was still very immature in the fact that I wasn't sure of who I was in Christ at 28, y'all. At 28, it was a rude awakening. And so, yeah, my church family and my community rallied around me. My family rallied around me. Now, I didn't quit my job or anything like that. I just... Decided to see, you know, like, okay, who am I? And and, and I and I made so many decisions, you guys. I was led to make so many decisions um, that were hard. The Lord really was with me in that journey and still is. It's still a journey. And he just showed himself so strong in my life. When you, that journey taught me and is teaching me that when you truly submit to God and when you seek after his own heart, for who for your purpose and really want to please him and be everything he says that you are he's going to align your footsteps he's going to your footsteps he's going to light up your path okay and that's what he did he did it very clearly um especially anxious me right like me for me to have been anxious and like unsure and also for me to have been a control freak okay I, that's, that's a podcast for another day. (laughs) So yeah. So I embarked on the journey and my church community rallied around me. Everyone rallied around me and it was hard, but I finally learned who God had called me to be. He had taught, he had told me, spoken very clear. I had had the sense that that's who I was. And so I accepted that this is who I am. This is my calling. This is my purpose. Right. And then he, in 2019, he gifted me with a ministry and then he gifted me with book ideas. Like everything that I didn't think that I would do, he began to mold my heart into desiring those things and doing those things. And it shook me because then I had realized like, okay, either I'm going to do these things wholeheartedly or I'm going to continue to do my thing and part-time do these things. Or, you know, I'm just going to leave if God tells me to leave, right? Like I, I, when I say leave, I mean my job. Like I still wanted my career. Mind you, I didn't want to see be a CEO because after that therapy session, I was like, yeah, that can go in the garbage. But it was still very much me desiring my career for the sake of money. Now let's be real on that one too. And I felt like, you know, like I got my degree, like I can do both. I got my degree. He's going to use me both ways. And that could be somebody's testimony, right? Like not knocking that. But it wasn't until the beginning of this year, you guys, where it started to change. And I began to realize, um, not even realize, I just began to desire more of God's heart for what he wanted for me. And he began to change my heart and my mind on what I desired, what was more precious, what was more valuable to him. And it became valuable to me. And what's valuable is his people. 
His people are his heart. And so if I'm here as a vessel, as someone who has surrendered to him, his people are his heart. I'm going to be going after his people through him, right? Like I'm going to be, he's going to be pursuing his people, I should say, through me. Like that's what, that's what the whole point of being a vessel is. Now your salvation is very personal, but it's, it's not private. Like you don't need to keep it a secret, right? Like he says, whatever I teach you, whatever I share with you, go into the mountaintops, shout it to the mountaintops. And that's what I had to realize. Like a lot of it was just me wanting to keep it a secret, keep, stay private and stay, okay, it's just me and God, but the world know me and the people know me as, you know, this corporate person. And that began to change this year, you guys. Um, So like I said, a lot of things, and we'll discuss those things as this is the beginning. I'm, I'm in the beginning of this journey. Like, believe it or not, it sounds like, like, girl, it was 2018. You start. I'm really in the beginning, okay? Because I'm really finally being like, oh, okay, this is, this is, yeah, we have to do this. So here I am. Here I am, the end of 2022. <laughs> And I am putting in a letter of resignation to my high paying senior level corporate job Two, now I'm not just jumping into ministry. Um, I'll be, I'll discuss later on in a, in a future um, episode about exactly what the career change will be. It is a career change and it's something I just never thought I would be doing, but um, God is sovereign. And I have been enthralling myself in, in his sovereignty and really just trusting that as like, he's had me this whole time as I've been pursuing his heart, it just took an internal change for the external, um, change to happen. So that is the second part of the reason why I named this podcast channel letters of resignation. Um, so yeah, it's a journey and I'm I really want to be open and honest during this time and you know so my calling and my purpose is to be a teacher. Um that's what he told me and he made it very clear in many different ways. And even though I'm a teacher, I'm forever a student. So I I I my motto is I'm I'm a teacher. I'm a, I'm, I'm a forever a student, but I'm also, a, I'm a humble teacher and I'm forever a student. Like that's basically my motto. Like there is no end to what he's teaching me. And the Holy spirit is the teacher and the guider and the leader. And so, you know, I want this to be open dialogue here, you know, on my YouTube channel, of course. And I want to be able to hear about the many testimonies that, you know, the Lord has for many of you that may be embarking on a new journey or, maybe have submitted a letter that you didn't think you needed to submit. Right. Um, but it's a journey. It's definitely a journey. And so I'm really excited. I'm really, really excited. So that is that <laughs> the preliminaries of why this channel has began and has started. And as we go on, obviously it's going to be continue to grow, continue to be different topics. Um, so let's start, let's start with letter one. Let's, let's start with our first letter of submission. And that is resistance. We need to submit letters of resignation to resistance. 
Now, when I say we need to submit a letter of resignation, I do mean to ourself, right? Like you're you're submitting the letter to yourself to say, self, you will no longer allow yourself to be controlled by this, or you will no longer be in the position of controlled or of control by this, right? Whatever insert subject. And right now, the le- the subject is resistance. So last week, I was just riding in my car. I had just got back from Kenya, y'all. I went to Kenya and it was beautiful. It was a real vacation and it was my first time out of the country and it was beautiful. Like, so bomb. If you want to see pictures, follow me on my social media platforms. I have them posted in the description boxes below. <laughs> but yeah, so I was I just got back and I was driving and I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, resistance. He just randomly was like resistance. And I was like, okay. And I got quiet to further hear what was going on. But you know what's beautiful? What's beautiful about God and about the Holy Spirit as a teacher is that he knows internally what's going on with you. So he mentions a topic that you seemingly, you're like, what? What does that have to do with anything? But he knows what's going on internally with your heart and with your mind. And me at the time, I was just feeling resistance towards the things that he was calling me to do. Like I felt lazy. I felt like I didn't want to do it or something. Like, I'm like, what is going on? Like I've been working towards this, these things. And even starting this podcast show and this podcast channel, like I was like, what is going on? Like, why am I feeling this resistance? Um, and at the time I didn't call it resistance. I just thought it was me being lazy and like, I didn't feel like it, but I heard the Holy Spirit speak resistance. And he said to me, he said, the reason why you're experiencing resistance is because of your lack of faith. And so initially I'm like, is it warfare? Is it, you know, me being afraid? Is it fear? And yeah, sometimes we experience resistance because of these things, because of fear, because of warfare, spiritual warfare, for sure, because of pride, because of so many different reasons, right? Which are all different podcast topics, (laughs) different uh, shows that we'll be having for sure. But for me, the resistance was a lack of faith. I didn't believe that he had fully, subconsciously, now this is subconsciously as well. I didn't believe that he had fully equipped me to do everything that he had called me to do. Therefore, I was experiencing resistance to what he had called me to do. And then, y'all, he took me to the book of Exodus. He took me to Moses, right? Moses chapter, uh, Exodus chapter three and chapter four. Really, you can do two, three, and four, but I have, I'm going to pull out my Bible, <laughs> but it's really chapter four. I want to focus on, let me pull out my Bible. I could have pulled it up on my laptop, but I like physical Bibles. So in chapter four, um, so in chapter three, let's start with chapter three. The Lord begins to reveal himself, chapter two and chapter three, um, and says who he is. Right. He says exactly who he is to Moses. I am that I am. He let me let me rewind. Sorry. He appears, an angel of the Lord appears in a burning bush. <laughs> and um, it's clearly the presence of the Lord. It's clearly God. And the Lord began to tell him who he is. And the Lord began to 
pronounce his name and announce himself as who he is to Moses, right? And he's telling Moses, go do this, right? Go um, into the land of Egypt and go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. It's a very popular story, you guys. I'm I'm trying to be just simple as possible, but the teacher in me wants to fully elaborate, but I'll be simple. <laughs> so he goes and he tells him, you know, tell Pharaoh to let my people go. That's chapter three. And we move to chapter four. Chapter four, Moses, the Lord began to show Moses, you know, the different ways that he can work, the, the miracles that he's going to work through him. Um, because Moses is kind of resisting. And I believe the Lord did that because he knew internally Moses was like, mm. but it wasn't until chapter four, verse 10, when Moses is like, I'm not eloquent in speech. And literally in this head, this uh, subject head uh, liner in the Bible, in my Bible, it says, Moses feels inadequate. Right. And it starts with chapter uh, verse 10. And he says that he's not he's not adequate enough. He's not eloquent in speech like Moses resisted. He resisted despite the fact that the Lord showed him in many ways that I'm with you. I'm going to be with you. And here's how I'm going to be with you. Right. But Moses just didn't believe. And it wasn't until the Lord brought up Aaron as a spokesperson for Moses to go with Moses, right? And so I'm saying all of that to say that Moses offered resistance, right? Like he resisted because he didn't believe that God provided him with everything he needed to go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go, to go. He was commissioned to go and complete a task, complete an assignment. We are all commissioned to, as a Christian, to complete a task and to complete an assignment and to fulfill a purpose that God will have for, have for us, we have to believe that he has equipped us with everything we need. He's going to show us through signs and wonders. He's going to show us through the proclamation of his name in relationship with him, with who he is. He's going to even, for some of us, show us with allowing someone to accompany us on the journey into into a, complete the assignment. And it wasn't until after that where Moses was like, you know, Okay, I'll go. And even then, like late, like Moses, <laughs> the story of Moses sometimes tripped me out. Like my family and I, we sometimes be like, man, Moses was low-key stubborn, which is why God low-key wanted to kill him. But that's a that's a <laughs> that's a topic for another day. <laughs> so yeah, but Moses still ended up gathering the faith, right? His resistance was not fear because he would kill him, right? It's from my understanding. He said, who should, I, who should I say, you know, that sent me? Even though in the back of his mind, he probably knew, like, I could probably die, right? Um, but his, his, in verse 10, it spoke specifically and explicitly that Moses felt inadequate. Therefore, he resisted. He was going to allow a people to stay enslaved, his people, to stay enslaved, despite the fact that he had the almighty God and the creator on his side, right? He Because of his own insecurity, he didn't feel equipped. He didn't believe that God gave him everything he needed to complete the task. So I'm saying to you, resign from resistance. 
resign from resisting God. And if the root, first of all, get into why you're resisting. Allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you why you're resisting. What is the cause of your resistance? Mine was a lack of faith, right? And still working through that. But what is the reason for your resistance? Is it resistance? Is it fear? Is it fear of people? Is it fear of success? Is it laziness, complacency, right? Or is it just you don't even know where to start or a lack of time management? What is what is the resist what is causing the resistance? What is causing for you to not even be, let's start with something simple as fully say yes and make him lord over your life? What is causing the resistance? And so today I I admonish you to that is such a churchy term, y'all. <laughs> I encourage you, even that's little, but I encourage you to resign from resistance. Resign. And the antonym, right? Am I saying that right? I keep saying antonym. I hope that I'm saying that right. The opposite word. <laughs> the opposite word of resistance. Yay, I've been saying antonyms right. <laughs> the now the opposite word of that is the one that I found the most um um the one that I found the most attractive is compliance, right? Like now it's time to comply. And one of them here is obedience. Another word here is acceptance, right? So I would say, you know, do research on that word resistance, like I said, and on the opposite, right? And begin to even pray into that, right? I come out of agreement with resistance and I come into agreement with compliance or obedience and acceptance. Lord, increase my faith that I will become more compliant. Lord, give me more uh, boldness right? Give me a sound mind because you haven't given me the spirit of fear. I come out of agreement with resistance through fear, right? Like begin to even pray into that. Okay. Oh, <laughs> that is a wrap up of the first episode of the Letters of Resignation podcast. Be sure to stay tuned for more to come. Y'all, I don't know what days I'm going to start posting, but I'm thinking Saturdays, like Saturdays in the evening time as people are winding down, preparing for church, you know, but you could still church the next day, but you can still like, you know, listen to it whenever. But I think Saturdays are the most, you know, convenient days for me to post. So I'm most likely going to post on those days. But before we close out, I obviously want to say a word of prayer and, and then we'll be good to go. So Father, I thank you and praise you for this time. I thank you for your people. I thank you that you have gathered um, us here for the, all, everyone who's listening. I thank you that um, you are using me and using the testimony that you have given me to to even be a vessel to your people, a humble vessel to um, your people and your children. Lord, I ask that every single person here would um, pray into the reason they're resisting and that they would comply. They will begin to accept compliance and they will begin to accept whatever you would have for them, Lord. I thank you for their life and I pray that your love will permeate them and surround them. I pray that they will even begin to be uh, believe in your word even the greater and that they will have an ear to hear what you are saying to them. 
Father, I thank you that your love and your mercy is shown forth on us each and every day. And I ask that your Holy Spirit will continue to lead us and guide us. Thank you, Lord, for being with us and all these things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you like this episode, feel free to give it a thumbs up on my YouTube channel. Um, And feel free to rate me on whatever platform for this podcast. But thanks again for tuning in. And I hope you all have a great one. And I'll see you on the next one. Bye.